Good morning and good afternoon, everybody, and welcome to the first ever Fantasy Formula pre-qualifying lineup lock live show. So for anybody who hasn't met us before, I'm Adam from F1 Fantasy HQ, and on the other side of the screen is Rob from F1 Fantasy Hub. We host a show called The Fantasy Formula before every race to break down some of the biggest news and notes around the F1 Fantasy game. And then Rob and I share some of our lineup predictions and what we're going with for the week. But with this deadline more crazy than ever with the surge of Ferrari, some recent news about Perez and some engine problems, we think this live stream is going to be very interesting. Yeah, how exciting. First time. Uh, good to see a couple of, a couple of names, familiar names in the, in the live chat too. Um, hey, Mike. Hey, William. Um, but yeah, Adam, super pumped, dude. It's uh, We've been talking about this for a little while and... I mean, it's, it's nine o'clock here on the East Coast in the US. Um, imagine it's early afternoon for a lot of people over in Europe. But yeah, I'm super excited. Hopefully, yeah, there's a lot to talk about. I want to jump right into William's question about autopilot because this probably stems from the recent news about Checo. So at the end of FP3, there have been a couple of, a couple of leaks, maybe pun intended, about a power unit leak in the Perez Red Bull does that mean they'll struggle to get him to the line for the start of qualifying? Obviously, if he doesn't qualify, you'll take the five-point penalty for not classifying. But he starts P20 in that Red Bull. The overtake possibility is endless. Yeah, I'm I'm really split. I was, I mean, I've still been split on my team for probably the last 24 hours. We've seen some really good performances from Carlos in the in all three practice sessions. So he's obviously one route for people who are not inclined to use Limitless, but. Uh, yeah, do do we go for the the minus? The, if, if Perez is obviously not qual classified, do we take the risk of that minus five and then hope the overtakes and positions gained um, offset that? Do we hope he makes it into at least Q one? I'm I'm really not sure. So I think the next fifty seven minutes are going to be pretty pivotal. Yes, and and Mike says in the chat as soon as the pre quality show comes on, we should see what that news is. You'll see both of us a little bit busy in the background too, just checking, you know, refreshing Twitter, refreshing on Google, just to see if anybody's got the latest on it. To the question about autopilot, I think it depends on how high you think Perez will get and how much you believe in Ferrari. If you think it's going to be Max, the two Ferraris, and maybe. Uh, Mercedes or something, and the highest Checo can get is P5 or 6, you might be better off with Verstappen. But if you think Perez can get up to the podium positions with all those overtakes, maybe launch him into driver of the day, that's the inflection point where it'd be mm. worth using the autopilot. Yeah, I personally already blew through my autopilot, so I can't do it, but I think it's a, a very, very close call. I'd be happy with it either way. Yeah, yeah. Look, I think it's like a very, I mean, Limitless 2, which, I, I, you know, a couple of people are certainly weighing up. Um, I've thought about it's It's quite interesting because not even three or four days ago was, you know, chip usage on, I really think, either of our radars. Um, we've seen the performances for Ferrari that have really prompted the Limitless discussion. Then the Perez um, leak just recently, you know, autopilot. I, I mean, for me personally, I, I do have autopilot analytics available. I went into, you know, after the first four or five races, went into the remainder of the season with the expectation that I'd be using both of those chips on a sprint weekend. I think the limitless, I'm certainly still going to use it at either Qatar or Circuit of the Americas. As for autopilot, I'd probably be more inclined to use it this weekend. Again, haven't really given it a great deal of thought. And I think 
given I've already made up my mind about generally when I want to use them, I probably won't today. But again, you know, let's let's maybe let the chat decide <laughs> my fate. That's the beauty of this live stream. We might be swayed a little bit by peer pressure. Uh, we have a few of our peers that have already said on Twitter that they're using their Limitless this week because there's so much faith in Ferrari, number one. They, they obviously look really good. I just saw a track dominance chart of Verstappen and Sainz, and they're really neck and neck for a lot of the circuit. And then also just out of concern for their transfers. If you use the transfers too heavy to bring in Ferrari assets without the limit list, then you have to use all those transfers to get back into McLaren next week. So um, yeah. very tricky. Yeah, definitely. I, I mean, it's it's tough. I think, you know, there's certainly a case to be made. I've talked about it on Twitter. You've mentioned it as well around limitless. I think it's a great opportunity to get the Ferrari guys in. And I think Perez I mean, Christopher mentioned in the chat a couple of minutes ago, like Limitless to get Perez and the Ferrari drivers. I think if you're using Limitless this weekend, you've got to triple up on Ferrari. Um, I would say triple Red Bull too, and probably Lewis Hamilton as that, that seventh slot. So, I mean, that's kind of where I stand if I was to use it. Uh, but again, I probably won't. Um, it obviously means whatever team you've got or had in the prior week, you have next week. But... I'm not, I'm not too phased with running McLaren as my constructor this week, to be honest. Part of the reason why I'm leaning that way too is the cost advantage of, of keeping McLaren in. And this is for people that were just going to sub in some of those Ferrari assets. I think it'll be tricky when you think about McLaren have been building this momentum of money, which does carry over week to week, where I think even with an okay race, Lando, Piastri, and McLaren could still stand to gain some cost cap too. So just building towards something in the last part of the year. Yeah, yeah, definitely. I mean, I don't think um, look, McLaren's pace throughout practice wasn't super underwhelming. Like Lando came came in second in free practice two. I mean, Oscar was fourth then. Obviously practice three where I think they were probably trying out a few new things. I'm not going to assume that because I didn't watch the entire practice session. But um Oscar was a little down the down the way, um, and so too was was Lando. But at the same time, I, I don't think they're going to struggle quite as much as maybe it was made out to be. I don't think they're going to be contending for podiums like we may have been accustomed to the last few weeks. But I certainly think they'll be in the mix for points. It'll be really interesting. This week is particularly strange because of the alternative tire allocation. You have teams that are not only trying to do qualifying sims versus race sims. They're trying to do those qualifying sims on soft, medium, and hard tires, low fuel, high fuel. So it's really hard to make sense of what we're seeing from some of these, these numbers we're seeing. Mm. Lando posted a really strong result in FP2, but then would go afterwards and say, hey, on heavier fuel, on harder compound tires, I was really struggling. So I would keep, you know, keep your hopes for me pretty low going into Sunday. So I don't know if he's just playing coy or, or if there really is something to worry about there. Yeah, I, I, I mean... The, the qualifying sim paces for McLaren were actually pretty encouraging. They were, you know, two tenths of a second off Ferrari um, and Red Bull. So I, I certainly think that they're in with a shot at starting, you know, pretty, pretty, or some way up the grid. Uh, but when you look at the race simulation paces on F1, they regress a little bit over the course of the entire race. So what that means for our fantasy teams, I'm not quite sure. I've got them up on the screen here. Uh, and I mean, yeah, what do you what do you what's your read on this, Adam? Because I think you know they're always very useful metrics to gauge how teams are going to perform heading into every race. 
but I think kind of what we've talked about this week already, that higher load, um, high downforce setup that McLaren runs probably won't be as beneficial to them at a circuit like Monza. It's funny this, you know, we were talking earlier about how the ATA throws a monkey wrench into looking at this. Usually I rely pretty heavily on the simulation pace data to inform who I want to pick for my team. But at the top of this exact article, it says, I don't know, guys, there's a lot going on between the ATA, different fuel loads. So we're going to try to make the most of it that we can. And here's the data. So even F1 are, are caveating their own article that we'll see. Yeah, I think what's really interesting to me is Williams and like Kev's called it out, Michael's caught it out in the chat too. I think we, at least I certainly expected um, Albon to probably maybe not surprise us because he's been in such a purple patch before recently, but I thought he'd be a little higher up some of the practice charts. Um, he's obviously been top 10 for the most part, but um, I, I suppose maybe the expectations were a little too high for Albon coming into Monza because I, for some reason, had it in the back of my mind he'd be kind of top five across all five practice sessions and be in a pretty good position on the grid to, to kick Sunday off. One thing that I noticed, I'm just looking through Formula Data Analysis, who's one of my favorite followers on Twitter. The good news for this is that Williams posted the fastest top speed in both FP2 and FP3. So while Albon may have some struggles in the slower parts of the course, it's going to be really difficult to overtake him. So the other thing, you know, there are a few questions about one or both Williams and Rob, you had posted in our video earlier this week, a double Williams lineup. There was a lot of feature in FP2 and FP3 about the different loads that they're putting on Albon versus Logan Sargent. Sargent's weighing a, a little bit more downforce to try to give him some more balance and grip in the corners. I'll be interested to see what that does for his top speed and how they'll differ in qualifying. Yeah, that's that's a really good point. I, um, I did talk about that to some degree. And I think, you know, the, the thing, excuse me, that probably appeals most to me about Logan Sargent is the fact uh, he's such a, a low-owned asset in the game. I think he's 8%, or at least was when I last looked. Uh, and so yeah, if he does well, and I think he's got certainly the potential to do so in, in that car that just looks rapid on the straights, he could feature in and around the points. You could have a few overtakes with that pace. Um, you know, I wouldn't be surprised if he did come away with a double-digit performance, but at the same time, uh, he is that, that rookie driver that we've come to know carries a bit of risk, uh, has had three DNFs on the season. So I'm probably not so inclined to go with him at this point as I might have been a few days ago. But at the same time, I don't think he's um, by any means a bad pick. And as you pointed out, probably the best pick out of that kind of sub-5 million bracket. Yeah, that's exactly what I was going to say to Kev's point about doubling up on Williams. If you're 5 million or less and you're in between... Uh, uh, Nico Hulkenberg or Liam Lawson in his second race and Sargent. Sargent's got the highest upside there. If you're in between Sargent and, say, a Joe or Sonoda, I would go with those drivers that have a little bit more history. Yeah, I'm the same. I mean, the the, the qualifying pace is really good for, for Joe and Sonoda being at the very bottom means, you know, obviously I'm not going to make too many assumptions, but yeah, if, if that's kind of gospel, then we'd expect Joe and Sonoda to probably not make it out of Q1 or be like pretty low down in Q2. Looking at the race pace, if I just go down a little further, Alfa Romeo ascends up the order a little bit. So I think that really puts Joe in the box seat for you know those overtakes. And he is the overtake merchant for a reason. I don't think that's going to change anytime soon if he can really translate that pace on Sunday. For sure.
And we have a stretch of questions in the chat about Limitless. I'm prepared to say it now. I'm not going with Limitless. And if, if for no other reason, um, just try to differentiate a little bit. You know, some of our peers are about do, doing about as well as we are in the overall game. They've already committed to the Limitless chip. I plan on saving it either for Qatar or Coda. And then if by any chance something's very weird for Brazil, but that's a bit risky because then it could be wet and it's also the last sprint race to do it. So then you're, you don't want to save it for Vegas or something that's really crazy late in the season. So that's what I'm looking at. Maybe a few extra points in the sprint, maybe a little bit more at Coda and Qatar in terms of um, overtakes as well. Yeah, definitely. I think for me, it's I'm, I'm in exactly the same camp. I think what appeals to me about Qatar is that it's almost certainly going to be a dry race. I mean, when was the last time rain was forecast in the Middle East? I don't don't really know, but I um, I think that's you know a, a really good omen. Uh, the only reservation I have about using Limitless then is that it's not a circuit that we've really um, raced at in you know, in any recent time. So it probably just means that a lot of the drivers are maybe a little unfamiliar with it obviously they do their sims on all of the circuits but at the same time kota i'm actually going to circuit of the americas so maybe maybe if i have them at least then it'll it'll it could really make or break my weekend but um that's they're probably the two as you say that i'm most inclined to use it at and for interlagos obviously the the other remaining sprint race you know mercedes do have a stronghold there you know lewis George all driven quite well the last few years there. So I, and there's obviously a degree of wet weather, at least what we've come to learn over the last few races there. So maybe autopilot potentially for me, I, again, I haven't given it much thought over the break because I know the sprint races are so far away, but I think realistically it's probably later in the season. I use those chips. That's what I'm hoping for. And, and I'm seeing a few people now that are posting their limitless lineups across Twitter. By the way, I'm at an age where I'm calling it Twitter and not X. I'm calling Sorry. it now. It is Twitter. <laughs> uh, people posting their team's triple Ferrari. And I posted a meme earlier uh, from the Pixar Cars movie of Guido and Luigi with their, their Ferrari, uh, all of their merch on. And that's I think a lot of folks are, are really pulling for the Tifosi this week. Yeah, it's, it's good that you know people are confident about them at their home race, but they haven't really performed quite as well historically as we would hope. So maybe that's a change in fortunes for them. It's also Carlos's birthday weekend. So fingers crossed he can uh, turn it. Yeah. And I mean, going back to the news on Perez, um, he's, he's the driver on my shortlist that I'm looking at bringing in if I decide not to take the risk of him hitting that not classified. So it's very much a dilemma. We've got 45 minutes to decide still, but the, I guess that was that was one of the options. If I decide not to move with Perez, it'll be signs coming in for him. Agreed. Do we want to uh, do we want to take a look at? Uh, oh, that's the browser. Take a look at teams, or I mean, I, I, before actually, maybe before we go into that, um, Fantasy Tools had some pretty interesting insights after practice. Maybe we take a dive into. Yes. That am I? I think I'm looking at the right. If oh, you no, that wrong one, it's yeah. If you go to the team calculator, team, that's right. Yeah, yeah. And what for anyone you? who doesn't use this site, <laughs> it is just amazing. And they have an analyst that updates a model that predicts race performance after FP2, and then he just updated a little while ago after FP3, and you can see 
the team is stacked pretty heavily on Ferrari with even 2x on signs. Look, I I think that's the budget is probably a little low. Should we uh, put like 125? Yeah, if you put a yeah, let's put something a little closer to ours. But I think you're okay. still gonna have a heavy okay. Red Bull Ferrari. Yeah. The Ferrari constructor and science in many of those lineups. That's really interesting. Now, I want to show you something else that that is part of my consideration this week. If you scroll down a little bit back to the um See that purple dot on the bottom of the filters where it says price? Add that back in. Yeah. So this is a tool that they added in the last few days where this same analyst has found a predictive model of how much will these values change, the price values, based on the expected performance in the Grand Prix. And so you can see which, which teams are most likely to gain value. Yeah, it's really interesting. Like these guys are absolute wizards with the analytics. Um, it's really yeah. changed how we approach uh, you know, this game. Like I remember last year, I was living out of an Excel spreadsheet for the entire season. I know Tom um, Pop Pan Man was doing the same thing, and um, I've certainly diverted away from that to use this resource. It's certainly the best tool out there that I'm aware of. So the fact that they've been able to introduce the the price change metrics is pretty impressive i think for me going back to your point around ferrari like it's they, they look rapid they look, signs in particular looks really good and i've said he's very much a driver i'm potentially getting into my team but am i willing to go in on the constructor too as a non-limitless person probably not rob i think we've we've terrified the chat you put in 125 <laughs> as as the budget but i think you and i are closer to 120. Yeah, see mike okay. mike setting us straight in the chat I sorry. looked at my team. I'm at 191, <laughs> so I'm a little bit lower than him. Okay, sorry, I don't. I haven't looked at my team value in you know. A few <laughs> okay, days, so. I think we've scared we've scared the chat. I think we're we're rolling in the dough here. Oh, uh, Mike! I saw Mike. I wasn't sure if that 199.9 was a typo or he's uh he's somehow the new hacker man. <laughs> um, so yeah, 120. Did I recalculate? Um, but I think the builds are not going to be too dissimilar. Yeah. Yeah, so I think now what, what the, the builds are shifting toward is something we've talked about all week is keeping a piece of McLaren, but they're recommending the Piastri move rather than the Constructor. Why don't we, in this case, because you and I are not going with Ferrari, just take them out of the equation. Wait, you took out McLaren. Did I? Oh, sorry. Auto, I'm on autopilot. <laughs> not the chip, just up in life. Yeah, I actually, I was out um, a lot later last night than I expected, so I'm a little tired this morning, but um, I hope that doesn't implicate my decisions this morning. So, yeah. I, this, this. Double, yeah. double Ferrari driver. <laughs> I'm, I'm, Whoa. I'm, I'm surprised by Joe and Hulk, to be honest. That's a little, that's a little wild for me. Yeah, I'm not sure I'm that ballsy. And to get a team like that for me would mean uprooting pretty much the foundations of what I've already got with Alonso, Perez, Piastri. So that's like off the bat, a minus four, potentially a minus eight here. Yeah, so a minus sure. four to minus eight here, and then another minus four, minus eight, and next race out. To get back to Singapore, yeah. yeah. So yeah, I'm the same as Mike. I'd have to wildcard this too. It's, um, I mean, if you're taking more than a couple of hits, then then obviously I think wildcard's justified. I think though the most... Not like intriguing, but certainly what surprises me with the, the 
transfer penalty is that, you know, we're scoring 200, 300, in some cases 400 in some teams last week, plus points every week. You put a minus four or a minus eight on that, that's like 1%, 2% of your score for the week. That's de minimis. It's like a non-factor. So if it's worth getting in a driver that you think is going to score, you know, 10, 10 plus points compared to what you had, then I don't think you should even worry about those hits. Yeah, you and I both took minus four last week, and and it still worked out just fine. Yeah, yeah, I'm not I'm not planning to take um, another one this week. Uh, I've taken two two weeks in a row, so might just be a little less trigger happy on the trades heading into to Monza. Have you seen any any more news on Perez? I, I admit I'm not on Twitter. I, I am actively poking around. I don't see anything yet, but chat, I encourage you, if you hear anything first, by all means, feel free to break it for us, and we will we'll say it nice and loud here. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I mean, Hakon made, uh, if I've pronounced that right, Hakon. Um, Alonso versus Norris, what's your stance on those two? That's a great question. Can you pull that SIM data back up that we were looking sure. at at the beginning? Brace or quality. So you can see they're, they're right on top of each other. So it would really just be how you're feeling. Obviously, it was a tale of two free practice sessions for Lando. It was P2 in FP2 and then dropped quite a bit in FP3. I think it was out of the top 10. So having a hard time making sense of what to make of Lando. And, you know, as I said earlier, he's outwardly pretty pessimistic about his race pace. He said FP2 was a bit of a fluke because you're running soft tires on low fuel. But in a race, you're, you're doing something much different. So I'm worried that Lando could put up a good qualifying result and fall a bit during the race. Yeah. And we, we talked a bit on the show earlier this week about a, a, a comparable race a few weekends ago where Lando started, I don't know, by P7, P8, fell all the way down to the mid-teens. It took a rainstorm to bail him out and get him back into the top 10. So if, if he's running slow at the beginning, it could get really ugly. So I guess yeah. to answer that question, I would say I'm leaning Alonzo. Yeah, I'm probably the same. And again, he's already in my team. It's uh, uh, unlike you, I wasn't in on Norris for Zambort, so I don't really think there's much of a dilemma for me to to, to be made. Um, the latest news on Perez that I can see is that they are um, changing Sergio Perez's power unit ahead of qualifying. So what I can see here is that with the power unit coming from its reserve pool, Perez will not be subject to a grid penalty. Whoa. Okay. So let's let's reset then. So Perez, let's assume, is ready for qualifying with a fresh power unit. He will he won't take the minus five for not classifying. He won't take the penalty so it limits his his overtake upside, but he should be flying. Yeah. Yeah, he should be. I I, I mean I fully expect Red Bull, both him and Max, to be pretty close to pole position. So we'll see. I mean, it wouldn't be the first time that he sprung a surprise on us in qualifying this season. But I, I, I'm trying to remain optimistic. It's it's not too you know assuring you know right before qualifying kicks off that he has had that leak um, because you want every certainty that your premium premium drivers in your team are going to perform well. So maybe I don't end up going with signs. I'm still you know. 50-50 right now, and I've got 36 minutes to decide. Do we, do we want to take a look at kind of where our teams are at the moment? Talk sure, about that. yeah. Well, I don't, while you pull that up, just wanted to say thanks to Juan Carlos in the chat. I appreciate the love. 
this is a brand new show and, and my first year even getting into the analysis of F1 fantasy. So this has just been such a, a wonderful, supportive community. So yeah. I'm really grateful for each and every Truly. Time. I don't think if it was for all of the encouragement and support from everyone in this community that we'd be doing something like this an hour before qualifying. So um, yeah. It is really, it's really funny the difference between F1 fantasy and people that have takes just on the actual product of F1. Because I think a lot of times in F1 fantasy, everything is statistically based. You and I are two of the, the top 1% of the players in the world. So when we say something, there's not a whole lot of challenging to it. But if you ever, like the few times I've made little comments on actual race stuff, everyone says, shut up. You don't know wheel. <laughs> so it's a very, very different community. Polarizing you know, when, you're, when you're outside F1, fan, uh, outside F1 fantasy. I agree. agree. So yeah, this is, this is where my team's at. I know you had a slightly different setup last race um, and we'll try and address a couple of questions. I think we might've missed in the chat. Um, the one, so Christopher mentioned a few minutes ago, best budget driver for this week. So noted Joe Hulk, Sergeant or Liam Lawson. I think we've probably talked about that a little already. Do you want to take the wheel on what else? Yeah. I, so in my mind, I think the, Sim data had Joe a little bit faster than Sonoda, but I would be equally happy with either of them. Like if you're thinking about minus four for a transfer to go from one to the other, I don't think they're that close that it's worth it. So Joe then barely after that Sonoda. Then Sargent, the best of the lower tier ones, because that Williams has a, a lot of upside, particularly on the overtakes on the straight, even if he's losing those positions again. And then I'm notoriously anti-Hulk. So I'm going to say Lawson riding on the hot hand of last week. And this is, I think, the last track on the calendar that he has experience in. He took pole in um, F3 a few years ago at this track. So Lawson is familiar with it. I don't expect any issues, and it's a dry weekend. So I, I also think Hulk could do the Hulk where he qualifies P7 and then finishes P15. Yeah, yeah, I, I wouldn't be surprised at all. And, you know, with the no wet weather forecast, track temperatures will be a little higher on the Sunday, and you know what? We all know what his tire degradation is like on that Haas. So, you know, that's pretty... what I was going to say too. For the people that are really into Ferrari, so usually it's the tracks that are tougher on tires that we always warn about Haas and Ferrari, but it's going to be nearly 90 degrees Fahrenheit uh, in the air tomorrow, probably much hotter on the track. It might not be that easy for Ferrari tomorrow. Mm, mm. Yeah, that's probably to the world. Yeah, that's probably why I'm I'm not really in. Um, thinking about the Ferrari constructor at all. I think Sainz is a, a, certainly a good swap for Perez if you want a piece of that Ferrari pool, but I don't think I'm by any means piling in on it. I think Limitless is a different question altogether. They've looked rapid um, and a couple more questions around Limitless um, in the chat, how that works. I think we'll just, for the benefit of those of you guys who are not as familiar with it, just rehash it again. You, know, you get... You, unlimited budget for one week, the team you had in the previous week goes back after the race you use it at and the, the value of that team you had in the previous race is also retained. So you don't gain any money from using that chip for one week. Whatever your team value was the week before is what you have the following week. And what's tricky is, you know, Robert's question is what, is it the team I have right before I put on Limitless? Like if I make the changes, then put on the Limitless as I go back to those changes I just made. Unfortunately, it's the team from the previous week. Yeah, yeah. Um, so I mean, that shouldn't that shouldn't um, 
disincentivize anyone if they feel strongly about it. But as we've talked about, um, probably not for us. Yeah, great point, Mike. Let's let's do a poll on Limitless um, in the chat. How do we do that? I think we have to. Uh, if our if producer Greg can help set up a poll, bail us out, Greg. Um, on YouTube, Limitless, yes or no or limitless, no limitless, see if that works. But um, it seems like a pretty split vote this weekend. I know we've talked about it a little bit and understandably so. So, While we give Greg a minute to look on the poll, I agree with Hakan in the chat, worried about Sargent as the new the new crash merchant. He found a new way to cause damage in FP3. So he went off the track just into the gravel and kicked up enough gravel that it broke his, his left hand rear view mirror. And so that put him in a in an awkward position, so they had to sub that out. But I do worry a bit. The other reason I worry about Sargent too is that they, like I mentioned earlier, they're running a much different setup for the downforce, giving Sargent more downforce, more balance to prevent those errors. But that might take away from his top speed. Yeah, it's. Uh... I don't know. Sergeant's a tricky one. I think, as I've said before, I, I'm not trying to overcommit myself to trades this week to A, not take a hit, and B, have if I only go with one transfer, i.e. getting Albon in for, for, for Oscar Piastri, have that flexibility when we get to Singapore. It's a street circuit. It's a, it carries a degree of risk too, and I may end up using the no negative there. So having a team that I think set up to um, you know, take advantage of that, whatever the build is, um, Having a few more trades is probably probably where I'm at. So yeah, I think I know we I got this up on the screen um, probably ten minutes ago, and we still haven't looked at oh um, haven't looked at teams. Uh, but yeah. but this is kind of where I was for um, for for Zambort. Um, it's look, I don't think I'll be running this exact team, but the two builds that I've kind of come down to. With 30 minutes to go, um, as has been pointed out, is if this this would probably be one um, where it's just a straight swap, Piastri out, Albon in. The second one I'm thinking about is if we put Piastri back in, is if I was to take out Perez, if this news sways me a little bit away from him, move him in for Perez, and then I'll just have enough for Albon to to come in there. What are you, what are your thoughts on on those two lineups? I want to like signs. It's birthday weekend. He's cruising. I think they they've tuned the engines up a bit with with some of those new parts that they put in this weekend. Home crowd. I just really have a hard time trusting Ferrari, and I think they're also lower on the scale of assets that will grow. Um, prices this week because they're already their their points per million is already a bit low, mm -hmm. so I would probably lean toward a signsless lineup. Yep, that's fair. That's fair. I I mean I I still haven't really made up my mind yet. So I probably I think because I'm just so high on Perez because of that overtake potential and that speed of the Red Bull. Uh, and the fact that it's likely he will be featuring in qualifying makes me think he's going to be a, a very sound pick for for Monza. So that was kind of the the, the lineup I landed on back on Tuesday, and I'm probably still there as of right now. But you never know. 
Greg tells me the poll is live. So check it. So I, I'm dying to see who is going with, with Limitless this week. And then just to follow up, Robert, yes, it would be pointless for you to use your your precious transfers to try to set yourself up for, for price gains. It's just going to go back to your team from Zanboard. Mm -hmm. And that'll help you too. If you were to use Limitless this week with no other transfers before that, you'd probably get that extra transfer carryover into Singapore next week. So um, I wouldn't advise if you're going to use Limitless making any other changes. I think also a good, good call out by Andrew there um, around Aston Martin. I obviously don't have the the desire to pivot into Aston Martin because of the trade situation, the fact I'm not wildcarding. I think Alonso's look you know, pretty good. The qualifying and race paces are encouraging for Aston Martin. Um, I think they're certainly a viable second constructor. Uh, I, for me personally, I can't see myself running any other constructor as my second constructor other than Aston Martin or McLaren for the rest of the season. But this weekend, it'll be McLaren. Do you have, like, what's your take on, on Aston Martin as a, as a constructor for Monza? In my mind, if I had to rank the drivers of those two teams for this week, I would say Alonso, Lando, Piastri, Stroll. Stroll. Yeah. And so I think the sum of Lando and Piastri will do better than Alonso and Stroll because Stroll's floor could be quite low, as we saw in Zanbort. That's why I'm going to keep McLaren. But I think in terms of both price and points upside, they're both very close. Like I don't, I'm not enthusiastically against Aston Martin. If someone has, yeah, say the old metal lineup, you'd be oh, fine yeah. with them too. Yeah, yeah, I think so. I mean, we saw a lot of people um, last week who ran Aston Martin really haul on the points front. So a little bit of team envy there, but I've made my bed for McLaren, and I think um, they've still got some potential to rise. Um, Mike pointed out that you know. Signs could have, uh, along with the McLaren assets, some potential to continue to rise in price. So I think um, if you're chasing a little bit of extra team value, then holding on to McLaren as a constructor is certainly more than viable. Great. Uh, so, um, yeah, what's your... We're getting, we're getting close to a point where we've got yeah. to lock it in, Rob. Do I know. How would you like to do this? Would you like to go first, or do you, do you want to take some of the pressure off? Um, I mean, you can if you want. I'll just refresh my team so I, accidentally, so I don't accidentally right. book something in. If it helps, since you're sharing, I'm going to hit the post button on Twitter. So if you want to just go to go to my, yep, Twitter. my latest Twitter post, you will see I have locked it in. Whoops. Whoops. The great man, F1 Fantasy HQ. Um, there we You're go. There we go. So, That's it. This we're going. We're going boring, classical, something that's, <laughs> that I think could raise in price with a pretty low floor. So obviously Verstappen with the two X, Checo with a fresh power unit at a track that they should do well in. Keeping on with Alonso and Albon from last week, both with say p5 to p7 potential which will have a good solid week for both of them i really like alex in a a redemption race you know this is the the circuit last year where he was hospitalized he had the appendicitis complications from the surgery like i think there's a chance that if he does really well he could get the emotional driver of the day nod mm -hmm. and then joe guan yu i think 
basically every two or three weeks I go back to him when I think he could really light the circuit up for overtakes. So I, that's what I'm yeah. thinking this week. Yeah, yeah, those those um, qualifying and, and race simulation paces for Alfa Romeo really in, encouraged me to stick with Joe. I, I mean, there was obviously, as I said, a case to be made for Sargent if you want to play that differential, but it's the consistency that really draws me back into, into the Alfa Romeo driver. And personally, we've just seen him consistently deliver you know, all season in a car that hasn't looked that that great, but realistically can still churn out fantasy points. So I, as I said, this is going to be one of two potential teams I, I move with, but um, we'll see. We've got, we've got, you know, 23 more minutes and anything could happen. I've, I've watched um, Tom pop and man do deadline streams where he's been swayed by the viewers at the last minute. I'm not sure if I've, uh, if I've got that in me, but again, someone might say I don't know if this I don't know if this will sway you, but the data from our poll says seventy three percent are going no limitless. So yeah, it looks like the people are starting to agree with us. Hopefully, we steer you right, and that there is an absolute banger in your future for Coda, Brazil, or Qatar. I I was in the I felt like last week I was in the minority as well with the team build that in, included Perez. A lot of, a lot of people obviously ran no Perez, Lando, Oscar, Albon, Fernando. Um, and I don't, I don't have any reservations about the decision I made. If it wasn't for that DNF that Joe had, I would have been right up there with you guys. But um, it's a bit, it's a bit reassuring now, seeing that I'm back in the uh, in the majority for this week with no limitless. Um, great programming note from Greg in the chat because Alex asked, "What are our predictions for places one through five? Fanamp actually has some really great prediction games that we play every week. So there's a qualifying game, and then a race game, sprint weekends. There's a third predictor for sprints. And then we sum up the points, and then the winner across all the FANA community wins some great prizes. I actually won a prize myself a few weeks ago. So um, it's a ton of fun. And then it sums your points over the course of the whole season. So there's some bragging rights in there too. Um, I'd be interested to see who can beat Rob and I in some of our predictions. And also, we post ours in the Fantasy Formula channel on FanApp. So I'll keep you all um, on the edge of your seats. Head over to FanApp and check out what our predictions are. Yeah, it's, um, it's, I think, yeah, I think you've got the edge on me at FanApp. Uh, you had, interestingly for this week, uh, Williams fastest through the speed trap uh, as one of the picks. Do you still feel that confident? Yes. Fastest, fastest overall speed in FP2 and FP3. I'm I'm almost cocky about that pick. Okay. All right. We'll see. We will see. Uh, should we look? Should we go back to the chat? Um, yeah. Yeah. Some some good questions in the chat. Hulk or Logan? If you have under five million, I think Logan's got the higher upside. Hulk strikes me as a guy that will qualify high and sink a bit, whereas Logan, worst case scenario, will hover in the teens and, and not hurt you too bad. Yeah. Yeah. Um, Alonso over Norris for me, I think, um, as we've talked about, um, I want to make sure we've covered everything. Juan Carlos said the Stafford Press signs, Joe Lawson, Red Bull McLaren. That was one of the builds on Fantasy Tools where you had three premium drivers and two budgets. Mm -hmm. um, I'm not sure I'm quite as adventurous for that, but it does look pretty powerful, doesn't it? If you're going with, yeah, if you think Ferrari has enough mojo, that, that just gives you enough of a piece of, of Ferrari where you can 
you can sleep well at night if they do well and not kick yourself too much. But also if they have a tough day, you can still rely on Red Bull. McLaren would probably be the benefactor if Ferrari has a bad day. You've got yeah. the overtake merchant and Joe. I'd maybe consider switching Lawson to, to Sargent, but that's mm. um, six of one, half dozen of the other kind of thing. Yeah, for sure. And then Hakon had the question for, I think this is when I was sharing my lineup, Alex over Piastri. Mm-hmm. Me, so F1 Fantasy Tools, that simulation disagrees with me. Their simulations have Piastri over Alex. I'm building in a little bit of driver of the day potential on Alex or overtakes. Yeah, yeah, I, I definitely think the overtakes. Itself. Yeah, definitely think the overtakes. Um, the guys at, at P1 were pretty pessimistic on our bonds. So I really hope that doesn't eventuate. I think, you know, there is a lot of hype around him and understandably so. So I'm pretty I'm pretty much yeah, hoping for a good race from him. He deserves one. As you said earlier as well, or earlier this week, you know, it, it wasn't a great omen for him last week, uh, last year at Monza with his appendicitis. So hopefully he can get the points finished that degrees scored last year. So Finn in the chat says Ferrari and Joe with a four point hit. Or McLaren and Signs. Mm. I know. This, these these are the good questions. Yeah, they're great questions. Um, I'd Let probably me, say Signs, to be honest. That's I'm going to pop over to F1 Fantasy uh, to see if I've got any data that's, to help me that's, out here. That's my impulse, McLaren and Signs. But Ferrari, that is, that's too... That's, I think what scares me a little bit is that even though they have looked great in practice uh, and the, the sim paces are encouraging things could still go very wrong for ferrari you know they there's nothing to suggest they've um moved past all these strategy issues um no tires at the pit stop i know that's probably classic ferrari but at the same time things could certainly go wrong and as murphy's law says what what go wrong what could go wrong will go wrong so um that happens a lot. And I, I'm looking, so now the the findings from F1 Fantasy Tools are that Ferrari and Joe should score slightly more points, but McLaren and Sainz have slightly higher price upside. So as you think about what what sets you up best for future weeks, for my team personally, that's McLaren and Sainz. And then Ferrari and Joe, the four-point hit will dilute the, the, the slight points benefit that they have. So if you call them about equal... That would push me toward McLaren and Science. Yeah, good point. Let's see. Uh, Moroccan Gem Hulk versus Sonoda. You know me. I'm in anybody but Hulk. Give me Yuki. Yeah, yeah. I'm the same. The next one, Alex and Joe, plus four. I assume that's a minus four. Yeah, it is. Uh, versus Piastri and Lawson. Oh. I still think that's tough. I, I still think. Given I'll be running the Albon Joe combination, a minus four is not enough to discourage me. And Lawson obviously has that rookie driver risk, so I'm probably on the Alex and, and Joe train, to be honest. Yes, I, I'm biased because I did start Alex and Joe, so that's that's where I'm at. But Piastri, if he has a decent race, he I think sat out some of the uh, the price gains two races ago. So I think he his next good race he is due for a pretty beefy price increase. But I think I think Alex and Joe for me. Yeah. Yeah. Ooh, and then Gasly Stroll or Albon. This is part of our chat from the show earlier this week. We're looking at that number four driver price tier. And I would also lump Piastri in with this. 
I would rank them as Albon, Piastri, Gasly, Stroll. Yeah, I, I mean, total agreements. Um, as as we talked about on was it Wednesday night? Strollers or your morning, whenever that was. You know, Strollers so far out of the template now. He's is no longer the reliable Aston Martin mid price budget or mid price driver. Sorry that we came to know and love through the first half dozen or so races, but he's fallen so far out of the conversation now. The the Aston Martin upgrades have obviously worked for Fernando, and he's weaselled his way back into the template discussion. But Stroll is kind of a bit forgotten nowadays rob the chat's reminding us that they're starting to lock in let me knock out a yeah. couple questions on this chat while you navigate back over yeah, your team I'll, and i'll do that and get probably, yourself settled. yeah i think i think i think it'll it'll be unfortunately for um for the chat we'll probably have the same lineups this week um i know you were so close to uh so close to me now and there's that that wager we've obviously got going but that may have to wait another week if um Yes, for anyone who missed our show, we had this wager. Rob and I both run different teams in the second half league, and whoever scored the least points this week out of the two of us would have to have their team name in that league rechanged. So that bet will roll over to Singapore if we run the same lineup. It looks like Rob's about to lock in the same. Yeah, we'll, we'll lock it in 15 minutes before. It's plenty of time. I also probably need to post my team on Twitter. So Yeah, you take a second and post your team. I'll do a, yeah. a quick lightning round through the chat. Dan says yeah. Perez or Signs. If it's the same money for you, Dan, Perez on a fresh power unit, I think can now catch up the time that we had that blistering pace in the free practice. Let's see. What else? What else we we got? Yeah, Mike, uh, Albon is the lock. We're locked in 15 minutes before the deadline. Yes. And just fire this off. Alex is locked in for triple Ferrari. I will be praying for you, Alex. I hope I hope in front of that crowd, it would be electric if you could get one or both Ferraris on the podium because that means you'll probably have a Red Bull knockdown. They'll keep Mercedes at bay. I think just for the sport, that result would be electric. Piastri and Ferrari or Sainz and McLaren. Oh, for me, it's Signs and McLaren all day, Christopher. I like I like the upside of Signs and McLaren. I think can still gain a little price through here. Ferrari, you're 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 playing dangerously with both drivers potentially having a tire strategy malfunction or um, an execution thing. It, it's hard for that team to avoid mental mistakes and strategy issues and execution issues. So I worry about that. Give me 30 seconds more and I'll fire this team off and then we've got- Not a problem. I'll just keep chatting with the chat. Justin says, <laughs> do I worry about Stroll? Compared to the other drivers in his price range, I do worry about Stroll. Just he's had some really, really lousy results lately. He didn't show me anything in free practice that terribly inspired me. Meanwhile, you have drivers like uh, Gasly, who was on a podium last week. You have Piastri, who's been on a, a great run of form. Albon is in the fastest car in the straights on this track. So I consider him probably about the last. I'm out. Carlos says, what are our places in the world 
World League. Let me pull this up. I had that open a second. I'll ago. show you mine on screen. Um, teams posted. I'm 8.8 .8 in the world. Um, keep in mind, though, regardless of where everyone else is on the leaderboard, uh, there's been a lot of people ahead of us that have used their chips uh, more than just just one or two. And for context, um, Adam and I have used our extra DRS boost. We both used that at the Austria Sprint Race. Um, pretty happy with how that went. I've used my final fix at Monaco, which did absolutely nothing for me. I think it was net zero. So they're the only two I've had. So I've got I've got four in my pocket with you know eight races left. Pretty happy where I stand. What about you? So. Rob is 8,800. I'm 11,956. And I only have 10 points less than Rob. So 3,000 plus teams between Rob and I, but only 10 points between us. And both of us, that's firmly top 1% in the Global League with, with a pretty hefty chip still to play. So you can trust us. This will work. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I'm sorry. I just saw, saw something um, from William in the chat. I'm trying to like, yeah, you want to investigate, see what that's all I'm about. Sc I'm scrolling Twitter. Yeah. Um, <laughs> Cause wouldn't that be funny with two minutes left after we've locked our teams, that there's something nuclear that happens. I know. I know. Usually we don't have these dilemmas so close to the deadline. You just, you know, usually what's, it's been an engine change for Sergio Perez. Um, what an interesting week though. Yeah. Yeah. And real too, that we're going to have sun all weekend. You don't, it's just going to be better racing, one less mm -hmm. variable, faster racing. Yeah, it'll be great. It'll be great. Uninterrupted racing. And I think we'll see like the true performance from, um, <clears throat> yeah, from, from the Williams, from the, from just about every car. So if anything goes awry for any team, it'll be more often than not at, you know, at the fault of the driver and not so much the weather or maybe the strategy sense. team if you're Ferrari. Mike is going Sonoda instead of Joe. I like that, Mike. Nice, luckily, nice. luckily, you don't get to change my name if you beat me this week, because <laughs> that, that that could definitely happen. Um, Joe's been looking pretty pretty fast in the later FP sessions. Um, yeah, yeah, definitely, definitely. I'm 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 liking that. So, um, other breaking news, albeit probably not true. Christian Horner will be driving the Red Bull. <laughs> <laughs> you know, if he if he gets one good drive on the Red Bull, that will give him a new appreciation for Perez. That poor guy has caught so much flack for being P2 in the driver's standings. It would be great if uh, someone else drove that car for a change and sees how yeah. hard it is to stand up to Max. 100% agree. What have we got um, here? Checkers. So Bryson Sullivan, that's, I think, the news um, that William's referring to. Checkers high speed. I'll, I'll see if I can get it up on Twitter, actually. Just um, Sullivan. Maybe it's not. Am I not following him? I thought I did. In the meantime, you look that up. I'll rip through a couple oh, more questions in the chat. So Andrew oh. says, likelihood Piastri makes Q3. I think Piastri just misses Q3, like a P11, P12 kind of thing. And that's just me thinking both Red Bulls, both Ferraris, both Mercedes, Lando, Fernando, maybe an Alpine. Like, I think it's going to be right, he'll be right up against it 
Um, Albon up there too, that P10 through P12, I think he just misses out because of some of that slower speed from McLaren at this this kind of circuit. Cool. All right. So, I mean, we've already made our bet on, on Checo to go back yes. to, to this. So, Philip in the chat asked to show our teams again. Do you mind yeah, just absolutely, uh, clicking absolutely. over to, to what we went with? So, so Philip, is... we both went with the same team. So this is an easy view for you. <clears throat> Three times Red Bull, Fernando, Alex, Joe, and then McLaren is our number two constructor. Um, what questions haven't we addressed? I think we might. Do you believe have there's a non Red Bull driver who will win a race this year? That's a great I, question. I'm firmly on board that someone wins a race that's not Red Bull. I think it's going to be, I think it was you that said it this morning, Rob. Inevitably, a max DNF, some engine failure, tiny mistake, and he goes off the track kind of thing. And that's where, oh man, I'm such a big Lewis fan. You can see the shirt. I hope it's Lewis, but if not, I think it could be Leclerc that picks up the pieces. Yeah, I think um, the Ferraris are looking really good this weekend. Um, I don't know necessarily if Monza will be that circuit, but I, I certainly expect Interlagos. I mean, I mentioned that earlier. If Mercedes could really um, put in a solid performance there. We, we know how well both George and Lewis drive there. Um, which team? I think it's got to be out of Ferrari and, and Mercedes, but I, I can't really say with any certainty when that could be. I'm going to put my money on a, a Mercedes victory in, in Brazil, though. Yes, especially considering there's been a Mercedes at the top of the podium in the last few years there. That makes a lot of sense. And, you know, Thomas asked the question, on behalf of all of you that haven't set your team yet, is Perez in a void now? I don't know, because the teams are allowed to repair after the free practices. So to what extent can you repair a floor? versus having a brand new power unit and flying it's hard to say i'm keeping if if i was in my shoes without a lock lineup i would still play excuse me sorry yeah it's it's tough man i i think yeah i don't know i don't know but the main thing is i made my decision before obviously that news came through so that's just what it is that's the beauty of fantasy awesome what else have we got? Signs and Piastri or Perez and Joe considering Checo's recovery drive on Sunday and Ferrari tie degradation. Mm. I, uh, yeah, it's, I mean, I, I'm going to say Perez and Joe, assuming that that's the team or the build I have. Um, and assuming that these floor reparations um, obviously come through before the race then perhaps that's not something to be too concerned about. But five minutes before the deadline, get those teams locked in, guys, if you haven't already, because there's... Yeah. Yes. And maybe we can do some other just programming note things. So feel free to check us out. You can see our socials are all down below on the YouTube. Feel free to check out my website, Rob's Shows. Together, we do the Fantasy Formula once a week. Check us out on FanAmp. We have our own community there, but there are other really great content creators that have their communities there too. There are games and prizes and ways that we all interact with each other. So I totally recommend all of that. And then let us know what you want to see differently between now and Singapore. So do you want the lineup lock show to flow like this? Or do you want us to bring more or different information to the table for that, that next show? Yeah, definitely. Always open to feedback. Um, 
first time doing this, so there's always going to be kinks to iron out. Uh, the poll came through. Split vote on Ferrari and McLaren as the team to win, if not Red Bull this year. So Ooh, very, very interesting there. I don't uh, care who. I just want to see it happen. Yeah, I mean, I would love to as well. I, I mean, for me, I don't have a strong allegiance to Max, but he is you know, a generational talent. And I would, as much as some people may disagree, love to see him take that record off Seb. Um, he is so dominant and we are witnessing greatness. Um, we can debate all we want who the greatest of all time is. I'm not sure if Max is quite yet in that conversation, but we are seeing someone who hasn't really performed quite as you know, consistently and exceptionally you know, in a few years um, since Lewis was in you know, a very dominant Mercedes. So I'm I'm all for Max to to capitalize on how good this car is right now. <clears throat> Absolutely. Well, I think this is a great place to put a pin in it. I think we've got three minutes left to set our lineups. Make sure everybody hit the submit button so that you can lock in your lineups for this week. And best of luck to each and every one of you. Rob and I will be posting our scores after each session. Feel free to let us know how all of you are faring and see if our advice pointed you in the right direction this week. This was awesome. So glad we did that. Thanks. Thank guys. you all so much for joining us today. We'll see you right back here for Singapore next time out.